It was God's will that he took that desire away so you could put that effort into other things. How do you make commitments to That's a good question. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the King of Hearts podcast. Um, Jake, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. Right and early, 12.05 in the morning. Feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Alive. Uh, we like to do it late here in the King of Hearts household. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guys, welcome back to another episode. Um, before we get into it, I just want to kind of remind you guys, you know, if you're not already following us, whether it's on Spotify or on Instagram or subscribed on YouTube, Go ahead and do it. Please. You know, especially if you keep coming back. If you keep coming back, you know, you might as well just give us a little follow. Exactly. It will help us out. Exactly. And you'll get more, hopefully, amazing content. Um, Mm -hmm. The Lord wills. Um, No, if if we actually do the work. (laughs) That's really what it is. Anyways, um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about commitments. Mm. 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 Man, that's like my biggest struggle, bro. (laughs) It really is. Talk about it. Like, oh, man. I thought... I thought overcommitting was hard in high school, especially if you live on your own, it gets way harder in college, way harder because you don't have like a curfew. Like you can do, literally mm. do whatever you want for as long as you want. And it's on you mm. if you stay up late and have to give up, get up early. And I found myself in that predicament way too many times to count. Mm. Um, and it's left me burnt out. It's left me tired. Um, it's left me wanting more sleep um, and ultimately showing up late to events because I've gotten that more sleep sacrificing that time I could have had it at, at a certain event earlier. Um, so that's just kind of a couple of things about it, but it, it's definitely, I think, destroyed a certain part of discipline that I thought I had um, that I really didn't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in kind of the same boat. It's a little different. Um, I don't commit to as many things, um, but I think I do have a bigger problem with saying I want to do something with someone and then not committing to that. I think that's my biggest problem, like saying like, yeah, I want to hang out with you and then, you know, not setting anything up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm starting to realize that a lot today, how that, you know, that can affect people. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably one of my biggest struggles with commitments. Um, recently, I've been learning a lot about knowing when to say no. And I think I'm getting a lot better at that when it comes to bigger group events. Uh, like our, our life group, for example, I think I'm kind of understanding like that I don't have to go to that every Thursday if I feel like God has something else for me. And, you know, that's something that I told our life group leader. I, I just called him up and I was like, hey, bro, um, I, I can't tell you that I'm going to be there every Thursday. And I, I'm not going to be able to tell you when I'm going to start being there every Thursday. I just know that God has something else for me sometimes on Thursday nights and I'm going to follow his, his will and I'm going to do that. So uh, I think it's definitely something I'm growing in, but it's definitely, I need to get better at it when it comes to like the little, the little hangouts and stuff like that. When you realize that you had to make a change, what do you think that want to be at all these set events? What, I guess, feeling or I guess conviction did that was that rooted in does that make sense yeah I mean I guess it would be uh jealousy Mm. uh you know just like the fear of being left out FOMO Mm. um yeah I think that's that's probably what it is every time I would show up to something that I knew I probably should be doing something else it's because of FOMO um so I, I definitely have been working on that and I was doing it like privately for for a while like I was only talk to you about it but I'm at a point now where I realize that 
you know, I just need to be straight up with people and tell them like why I'm staying, why I'm staying home or why I'm doing something else. So I'm just like telling people like I, I need to learn how to be comfortable with, you know, not showing up um, because, that, you know, that's my that's that's one of my biggest struggles right now. Um, we, we can say commitment's the struggle, but really the struggle is the reason I'm committing is because of something like jealousy or, you know, FOMO. So uh, I think telling people about that has helped has helped a lot. It's helped people understand me better. And it also gives me like a sense of accountability. Um, so, you know, and it also just makes people feel like they didn't do anything wrong. You know, like uh, yeah, we got invited. Yeah, we got invited to a, a game night like a week ago or something. And I really, I, I wanted to go, but it didn't make any logical sense for me to do so because I had so much other work to do. Um, and then also I realized that the fact that I still want to go that badly, it's not because I'm like super excited about the game night, which I was. I, I, I was very excited about it. But the main reason that I wanted to go was so I didn't feel like I was missing something. Right. So I think that's kind of the formula almost for me to know you know what i don't need to go to that i understand that for like events like that for game nights mm -hmm. the harder part for me to understand and i'd love to hear your like thoughts on this if let's say jealousy is a reason that you end up not going to a church event like you would have been able to learn and grow possibly at this church event you know abiding community learn things that you could take home and practice yourself, you know, have a good conversation with someone else, maybe encourage them to go do something cool. So like, why is working on your own relationship with God and that root of the sin more important alone than going to said group where maybe that problem could be fixed through someone teaching or encouraging you? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a saying that, um, I probably pretty much, oh, wow, that was weird. <laughs> there's <laughs> a happens. saying that, Pretty much any pastor I've ever heard has said this, like an overflow of the Spirit, mm. like that saying, you know, like outpouring of the Spirit, something like that. Um, I like to think of that as like an actual jar. It's like imagine you have this jar and you're not filling it up enough and then you're like trying to give it away to other people. That's kind of my take on that. Um, yeah. Well, specifically for like, you know, not being able to go and encourage someone else to do something great. If you're, if you're going to have godly conversations with someone, um, then I think it's important for you to be in tune with God so you're not, what's the word, uh, misleading the people that you're talking to and right. making them think that you're in a, should I say, closer relationship with God than you really are. So in there you were talking about like staying away and staying home from certain events because you felt like you needed to like stay home and work on yourself and God. Do you think you would have needed to do that if your daily disciplines were in check already because you're missing out on community mm -hmm. that you could have because maybe your disciplines aren't in check. Okay. Um, that, that is a good question. Um, I don't think that every time, not, not every time I stay home from something, it's, it's not always because I feel like I'm not, I'm not close enough with God. Sometimes it really is just like, I see a, I see a problem in my life like uh, I'm trying to overcome jealousy or or FOMO. How are you supposed to overcome something if you don't, you know, fight it? Right. So for me, fighting it is just happens to be staying back from the event and spending time with God to help me get over those emotions. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. 
for me, I think I'm wired differently. Um, whenever I feel like I need that sense of like spiritual encouragement and I know I have a deeply rooted sin, for me, instead, I'll prioritize more of working on my daily disciplines like reading and prayer and occasionally like silence and solitude rather than missing a group event because those events for me are cool opportunities to hear how people are learning and growing in their faith and how this applies to commitments is like, you know, how am I supposed to go about taking time for myself while also going to these set events and having a good time and learning and growing and, mm-hmm. you know, getting that encouragement. For me, that's hard to find the balance of when I need to do something like you do a lot and stay home and work on myself and have that time alone um, and balance that with, you know, over committing to certain events. I just don't know how to go about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we definitely are different. Um, I'm a lot more reserved than you. Um, yeah. I think that's fair to say. And yeah, for sure. So for me, I just don't need that much time in community. I just don't. Yeah. And like for me right now, that's not even like a priority for me isn't community. Um, my my top priorities right now are the guys that I'm discipling, um, things I like have to do like school. Um, and then um, I'm doing also social media um, and a lot of different ways right now <laughs> a lot <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff going on with social media yeah um and yeah i'm sure there's some more i'm just it's a, i'm a little tired so i can't remember them all yeah it's okay um but yeah so for me like community just isn't something that i feel like i need to grow hmm. i i do think that it's something that's it's good to go to every now and then but like i'm in a place right now where i think that the best the best community, the, the only community I really need is God. Yeah, I was kind of iffy about going to group. I was kind of like back and forth, like trying to figure out which one to go to. And I just happened to be closer to the church um, than the other church that I like to go to on Thursday nights yeah. when I want to be alone. It was like 40 minutes away. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I, it makes more sense for me to go to group. Um, so I did that. And I think it kind of showed me that... I still am in a place where I need to grow out of that FOMO and um, the jealousy and all of that because I'm just not able to enjoy it the same way that I used to be. Okay. I think is yeah. the best way to describe yeah. it. I think deep down, like I know that I, I am feeling more growth by taking a step back from that. So I need to stop just going because, you know, people want me to go and actually go where I feel fed the most. Yeah. I definitely need more of that mindset too. Um, I think I definitely crave community more just as a person. Like I I love community. I love hanging out with people, things like that. But also because of that, I think it's very easy for people pleasing to slip in to make it feel like you can't miss out on anything. Like you don't need to, Um, like you said, FOMO, I I guess it can go the same way too for me. Um, but also when you do that and when you're doing so many good things, right, you can get stretched out to a point where, like you said, you're not going to be all in anywhere you go because you're going to be tired. You're like, I remember I walked into our Sunday night Bible study the other night after playing volleyball for like three hours and I walked in and someone like said a joke that like, 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 like kind of like making fun of me or whatever. And normally I'd laugh about it, but instead I was like, dude, I'm not in the mood. Like I'm exhausted. And because of that, I brought down like the mood of the room because I walked in with that tired mindset to a night where we were about to study the Bible for an hour and a half. Mm. 
it's like because of that i wasn't on my game if that makes sense like i wasn't really like willing and like receptive to talk to these guys as much as i normally would be mm. um so I, it, I really realized like this past weekend that i've got to just either take like a complete like cold turkey moment and just stop hanging out with people or i've got to slowly go down to the point where like i i like need to study the word every day i need to pray like that has to be priority and if I'm stretched too thin I'm, and I'm not getting those things in, then that's a big problem. Mm. And like two days in a row, like I didn't read. And that really hurt me in my mind and in my heart because I was like, I'm hanging out with all these people and I'm like trying to mentor guys <laughs> and I'm trying to learn myself, but I'm not even diving into the word like I'm encouraging other guys to do because I'm literally just out too much. Mm. And, and that's a problem. And I'm not allowing God to, I guess, work in ways that he could have if he had my schedule, you know? It definitely is important when you're playing that leadership role, but what do you think is the best way to kind of say no to people? Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. It's but. hard. <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for much experience. Like, <laughs> I, I feel I only feel comfortable saying no to people that I know are not going to react the wrong way. Does that make sense? Hmm. Like, I know are just like mature enough to be like, okay, cool, you got other things to do. It doesn't bother me. But I feel like when people really value my presence. Like if people really value your presence, saying no to them is really hard because you're like, I'm missing out on an opportunity to hang out with them. So that's really hard for me. Um, I'm not very good at it, as you said. Mm -hmm. I like to say yes to people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a yes man, and I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't be a people pleaser in that way. Um, so yeah, it, you just got to do what you got to do. And if people take it the wrong way, that's fine. But if they really care about you, then they'll understand, even if it's after the fact. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> There has been plenty of times since I moved down here where I plan to do like meet with someone in the morning and <laughs> I'll just completely forget. Um, either I'll completely forget or I just won't wake up to my alarm. Mm -hmm. I know you say it doesn't. Oh, you, you always, Your alarm always goes off. It does not. Ladies and gentlemen. No, yes, no, it no, does. No. It no, always okay, does. On, no. Okay, no, comment, DM us on Instagram. Okay, <laughs> listen, no, listen closely. Go Your on our Instagram. always goes off. If it, if it is on, it always goes off. I'm telling no, you. No, stop. Just stop talking. <laughs> if you're listening right now, go on our Instagram, send us a DM. Have you ever experienced your alarm, like you set it, and it just doesn't go off? Like you wake up and it'll say stop, snooze, but like there's just no noise. iPhones are not stupid, though. If you set that alarm, it is going to go off at a certain time. Okay, don't act it like... It is. And get, no, put your stop, ringer stop. on, too. Put your ringer on. No, stop. Don't act I'm like... Serious. No, stop. Don't act like you never... Um, mm. I have. I've, I've said so many times, yeah, I'm, I'm late. I didn't make no. my alarm didn't go off. And then I'll wake up and I'll see that my alarm was going off and I just didn't hear it. The alarm goes off. It does. It's just my fault for not hearing it. I, I, I am very right, passionate man. about this. I'm convinced. Okay, well... It is a lame excuse. Aren't you the one that I had to wake up, like, two days ago? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I, I'm more of the guy that says, hey, there's traffic, even though I woke up, like, five minutes before we're supposed to meet. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, I, I was actually... I had a meeting this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's definitely watching us. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna name drop. Um, <laughs> I, technically, it was yesterday morning. <laughs> I had a meeting with this guy, and... I was showing up like five minutes late and I didn't, you know, I was like, you know, this is fine. This is, this is normal. And then I get on I-4 and it ends up being like 11 minutes late. Mm. And then he texts me and he's like, Hey, I'm going to be a little late. There's a car fire on the interstate. So the side of the interstate he was on, there was like a car that was like on fire and all four lanes were blocked off. Okay. 
And I'm sorry. <laughs> We're, are we getting a little off topic? No, no, that's oh, it's okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, commitment. <laughs> the car fire. No, no, share the story. I'm, oh, I'm listening. Oh. I'm, I'm listening. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much all it was. And it's funny because <laughs> I never listened to the radio. Right okay. today, I see this. I see this sticker. Um, eighty-eight point three uh, FM. I think it's. I think it's the joy, maybe. Okay. Or it's called like F or something. Shout or out Z or something like that. It's Z. 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 Yeah. 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 So. That was crazy. Um, so, no, it's like a radio station here in Orlando, and it's a Christian station. So I go on it. I never listen to the radio. I tr- I go on it. It plays one song. I think it's by Chris Tomlin. <laughs> Is it Holy Forever? <laughs> no. Uh, so it plays one song, and then they come on, and they do, uh, like, interstate announcements. Okay. <laughs> and they're, like, telling us about crashes on all the interstates. <laughs> and then okay. they say, on I-4, there's a car that's on fire, and all four, lane, all four lanes are stopped. Okay. <laughs> so that's where David was. He texts me, like, three minutes after I hear that. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I'm never on the radio. Okay. So I, that's the story. So how did that, like, teach you about, like, commitment and, like, <laughs> being late? <laughs> well, I mean, that showed me that sometimes, sometimes plans will fall through, mm-hmm. even... <laughs> If it's not really your fault. So like, you huh, know, yeah. the guy that I was meeting with, you know, I'm I'm sure he didn't mean to show up at like 830. Mm-hmm. Right. No, there was literally a car on fire on the interstate. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes for your plans, if you just see that car that's on fire, whatever that could be, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that maybe that's a sign that uh I don't know where I'm going with that. There's no better feeling than being late to something and the other person saying, oh, I'm going to be late because you don't feel oh, bad yeah, about no, it anymore. Absolutely. absolutely. But I no, love it. I, I love try it. to make a lesson out of the car being on fire, but I'm too tired for that. Yeah, basically just make excuses whenever you're late to stuff. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Like no. lame excuses, kind of like your phone like not going off when you said it pretty much is what you're telling me. All right. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm very no, passionate it's, about It's time this. to it's move so on. Fun. It is time to move it's on. It's so fun. Yeah, commitment though. Commitment. Yeah. Um, as far as scheduling goes, that's really hard for me. Um, one thing that I've had to realize that I have to do is plan like one to two weeks in advance. I feel like my parents when I say that, but once again, once you get into college, like it's different, you have to schedule things out or you're going to miss stuff and also like use your calendar. Like, that's very important as well because you don't want to be put in that position where someone is at Chick-fil-A at eight 30 in the morning and they're texting you saying, Hey, we still, we still good for breakfast and you're in your bed. Like, that's the worst feeling in the world. Um, that's definitely happened once or twice since we've been here. Um, oh. but yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Be smart, be wise, and actually, like, meet with people when you, like, <laughs> plan to meet, you know? Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, if this makes you feel any better, the guy that you met with today mm-hmm. um, that you almost, you know, forgot about, um, <laughs> he texted me and told me just out of nowhere, like, I almost left Jay Kane at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't worry, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not always, it's not, it's not only you, so... Um, anyways, it's, I think it's a big sh- struggle. Yeah. I think it's time that we, you know, turn the page a little bit. Okay. Um, let's talk about, uh, more like bigger commitments. Um, so we just kind of talked a lot about hanging out with people and, you know, when you should go to a group hangout and stuff like that. Um, but let's talk about like the big stuff, like jobs. <laughs> how do you, how do you make commitments to a job? If you, let's say you're just given an open door for a job and you don't necessarily know if it's something that suits who you are. Whew. That's a good question. I feel like that would be more tailored to yours, um, like your experience. For me, 
whenever I've been given the opportunity to have a job, it's always been something that I've needed to put as a main priority, which I think it always is. A job definitely should be that. Um, I've, it's always been something that I've enjoyed, something that I've been passionate about and that I've liked, and it's had to be a number one priority. And like, I can't miss that. You know, like that that's my income, right? <laughs> that's what like I can live on and survive on, um, survive off rather. So that's, that's always been something where I've said, Hey, like that's gotta be number, like a big thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like that that's a hard question now because I haven't really experienced what that's like in the college side. Um, because I've been doing a lot of school and a lot of community and that opportunity, I haven't sought that out as much as I need to. Um, and also open doors haven't been given directly to say, Hey, like here's a job application, sign up, you know? So I haven't had a job since I've been here. Um, and I'm kind of debating like what, you know, what does that need to look like when that opportunity does open up? Um, see, I haven't had a direct experience with that since like August where I was approached with two jobs to work at my church and recreation and also to do radio broadcasting for a, for a radio station. And like both those opportunities came up. I needed money for school. I needed money to live. And I said yes to both of them immediately because I needed those opportunities. Um, so yeah, that, that's just my experience, but I haven't had much of that recently. Do you think that maybe God could be telling you like, yeah, it's time for you to branch out, you know, get a job outside of the church. Is that something Possibly. that you've been considering? I've never had a job outside of the church except the radio station. And that was a Christian radio station for the most part, you know, like kind of. Um, yeah, and it wasn't even like a, like a you know, come in these days type of job. Yeah, it was yeah. like a once a week type Call of Call games on Fridays and come in one time for radio broadcast. Like almost... It was almost like freelance. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. They they called me their sports producer, which was kind of weird because I wasn't that wasn't my job title. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I kind of enjoyed. it. I was like, yeah, sports producer for KWAM. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I've I've always worked in ministry and at the church, which is crazy. Like I've I'm very comfortable with being in those leadership roles at a church environment, whether it's a referee job or you know like an actual like ministry job or just doing like stuff on the side for recreation. Like that's kind of been my thing. And coming down here, there wasn't that opportunity. Like churches don't have gyms here, which is weird. Um, and I still haven't found that like thing that I say like, "Hey, I want to do that," you know. So I just, I, I kind of need some advice on that. I've heard a little like like things here and there, but I haven't really heard anything that's like making me want to like do a specific thing. Hmm. Have you been? Have you like actually been job searching? Like, have you been like looking on websites like Indeed and stuff like that and applying to stuff? Not as much as I need to. Um, there have been like three days where I just go out for a couple hours. Um, and then I feel convicted. And I'm like, I feel like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I don't know why. It's just I feel like I, it's a waiting thing for me right now. Like I don't feel led to just pick something. Does that make sense? That's never been something I've ever done in my life. So I don't know if it's the fact that I'm just being uncomfortable or the fact that God's telling me to wait on something. I, I really don't know. Hmm. I feel like I'm in a place right now where I'm getting so many different, it's completely different from the situation you're in. It doesn't make any sense for me. Um, You know, I've, I've never, I've never worked in a church, Um, but you know, I've, I've, I've only been saved for like a little bit over a year. Um, So it definitely makes sense. Like why you had those connections and those opportunities kind of showed up because you've, you were just there, you know? Right. Um, I haven't, I haven't been there. So, um, but it's weird because we moved down here and I feel like opportunities are showing up in all different areas and it's all been, it's all been media related, um, Hmm. which is a little bit confusing because 
I know that my passion is media and I'm going to school for media, but um, over over our summer camp, um, I felt like my calling for work was going to be ministry. And it's, it's just weird because I've had zero ministry jobs kind of open up and present themselves to me, but I've had like 100% media. Um, <laughs> so I'm in a weird position where I feel like I'm being pulled in both directions because I have this strong passion for um, working with students and working with kids. Um, but yet I also have a desire for media and I feel like I have some sort of skill or talent in those areas. Um, definitely. Well, yeah, I don't need that, but, (laughs) um, so I, I, I feel like I'm getting, so many open doors that I'm like almost scared to commit to them because I don't know if they're going to change or not. Like if it's going to be an open door that ends up like closing, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like I, like right now I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm being contracted through our church to do social media. Um, and that's kind of like the most consistent thing that I'm doing right now in terms of work. And it's just like, it's weird because I, for some reason, I just thought that if I was going to be presented a job by a church specifically, it was going to be something, you know, ministry related. I, I guess it is ministry related, but you know what I'm saying? Are you meaning more like kids stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. kids, students. So it's just weird because I've gotten a lot of opportunities for leadership in those areas. Like I'm, I'm leading a small group and then I'm also uh, leading a discipleship group. Um, so I feel like it's just things are more backwards. It's it's like backwards from what I thought it was going to be before moving down here. Because I was so set. I was like, okay, ministry is probably going to be like where I make money. And then media is going to be like the thing that I'm passionate about. And I just do because I love it. Right. So I don't know. Um, what's your What's your take on where I'm at right now in life? I think you obviously have those talents and those skills. And I think because you've put those on display, people have come to you. I think that's something you've done a lot better of a job at is like showing people that you have those talents and like not being afraid to talk about them. And because of that, people are like, hey, like this kid's good. Like, let's give him like an open door. Um, I, honestly, I do believe that like a lot of your job opportunities have come from open doors that God's laid out for you. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Like if if you get open doors like that, like say less, like take that. Um, you know, of course that's hard. Like if we're just being vulnerable because like, for me, that's how it's always been for me. I've always had people come to me and ask for those things, but I haven't had that recently, and you have. So, of course, that you know that envy and jealousy can start to creep its way in, but you know, I've got to remind myself of like, okay, God's going to open doors when he wants to. But I think because of you having those doors open is making me want to rely on those to happen to me as well because I'm thinking, okay, if God's going to work like that in Chris's life, then he's going to work like that in my life. Mm. But God may be asking me to take a step out of my comfort zone and say, no, you've always had what Chris is getting now. Now you're going to do what Chris did and you're going to make something for yourself and you need to go out and find something like you did for photography, mm-hmm. right? So like that may be what he's asking me to do. Um, God wow. has been putting me in a lot of uncomfortable situations the last year of my life. Um, so it wouldn't be uh, something that would surprise me from God, but maybe it's just taking me a while to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I really struggle with is making commitments to things that like you said, I'm not sure if it's going to pan out the way I want. 
And I think that the way God describes it and the way God asks us to commit is to commit to God in the now and not commit to something that we think is going to happen years down the line, months down the line. If we just say, God, here's this open door that you're putting in my life, I'm going to commit right now. That's the only step of obedience we need to take because if we commit now every single day, then we don't have to worry about the future because mm -hmm. tomorrow can worry about itself and it's all going to work out in his will. But I think a lot of times I, I'm afraid to commit to something, even if it's an open door right in front of my face, because I'm not so sure it may work out down the line mm. because of my own selfish flesh. So, Yeah, let's take a second and talk about closed doors, though, because I think we've both definitely experienced closed doors in different areas of our lives. And I think for me, most recently, a closed door that I had was doing photography. And the funny thing is, it wasn't really about the photography part. It was actually just about the social media. I've talked about this probably two or three times already before right. on the podcast. But I struggled a lot with pride from uh, just looking at the numbers, like the, the follower count, the views. And, like, it was really cool. And, like, I will say, like, I was doing a good job, but I wasn't doing a good, good job because the Lord was blessing me. I think I was doing a good job because I was being selfish and prideful. And I was putting that over my relationship with the Lord. Mm. So, um, and it was, it's funny because I would tell people like, yeah, the business is doing really good. Um, and you know, m there's good chance maybe the, the Lord was behind a lot of that, but at the same time, I feel like, um, a lot of, a lot of the clients and stuff I was getting wasn't necessarily because of, because of that. I think it really was just because I was being selfish and mm. stuff like that. So. Does so that make sense? So how'd you know it was a closed door? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I should talk about that. Um, when we moved down here, it was just, it was like, it was a crazy thing. Like, I just had no desire anymore to post on that account whatsoever. Um, and I don't know exactly what that is. I think that was more like the Lord closing a door in my own heart. Is mm. that, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Definitely happened before. Um, so I think that's kind of what happened that, that desire and that passion just kind of left. You saw me, I was trying to like make videos still. Um, I ended up making like one, one video every like two weeks and then it would, it would, it would blow up. <laughs> like mm -hmm. one of them got like 200,000 views, but that didn't even make me happy. I didn't even care. Yeah. I didn't even care enough to post like within the next week or month or whatever. Mm. So I think that's a good representation of like what a closed door in your heart could look like because like that's what I was striving for. I was striving for exactly what I what I got. And honestly, I think that might have been my most viewed video. <laughs> but yet, yeah, the the desire to keep doing it and my like pride, my pride from that, it was just kind of gone. So hmm. I love that you bring that up because I think it's so important to distinguish the difference in your own heart of what God closing a door looks like and what a fear of commitment looks like because they're completely different. Like some people would say, oh, you're just afraid to commit to doing photography full time. That's why you lost your desire. But you know that it was God's will that he took that desire away so you could put that effort into other things, right? I mean, I've been there so many times in my life where people will say, no, you're just afraid to commit to something big. And I'm like, no, God's telling me to do this. Like he's telling me to do this and I've got to be obedient with that. And that's so hard when you live for the, I guess, the approval of people because you're going to listen to that and actually believe them. And But if you know God's telling you to do something or not to do something, you got to listen to that. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think those two things are very important to differentiate in your own mind and your heart, and definitely seek the Lord in that. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. All right, Chris, we're rounding out the podcast here. Give me like your main takeaway. Like what what are you like leaving this desk thinking about, desk. like pondering, table, whatever, knowing that you uh, need to change? <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. What for are you talking? You need to give a main takeaway. I want to do mine too. Oh, so you no, want, it's not for that. Oh, no, I want no. you to answer the no, question. So you wanted to ask, no, it's not just so oh, you ask me back. Oh, you want to? You always accuse me, bro. Well, you just <laughs> to answer ask, the question. No, you just want answer the question. No, I'll just ask you the question. No, you're so just what after, was your main that's takeaway? That's like common courtesy. No, you go first. All right, guys, you go first. Thank you so no, much for tuning. No, answer the question. What's your takeaway? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my takeaway from this mm-hmm. episode of the pod, the podcast. Yeah. It's something, I mean, you're putting me on the spot. You want me, let me just ask you so you can give your perfect little answer. <laughs> Are you going to answer so Jake, after that? Uh, we'll see. Jake, okay. uh, what was your main takeaway from the podcast? Um, you got to grow up a little bit. You got to make big boy decisions. Um, because if you want God to come in and work in ways that you can't even imagine, you've got to give him your schedule. And you can't you know, rely on human understanding. And you can't people please and allow other people to change your schedule just because you're not afraid to say no or you're afraid to say no. Um, so that'd be mine. Um, also <laughs> like too, like maybe I need to go get a job too. So like, <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll bring in some income, but yeah, God's not going to work in my life until I give him time. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What about you? Thank you guys so much <laughs> for tuning in to this episode of the King of Hearts the podcast. Um, you know what? Fine. I will... Leave my takeaway in the comment section of YouTube. That is not going to happen. It is. You're going to do that. I am. Okay. All yeah. Right. I'm going to hold and you accountable no. to that. Huh? I'm going to hold you accountable. No, I'm going to let them hold me accountable. <laughs> so, guys, go like on YouTube. Uh, leave us a little subscription. And, uh, yeah, go check out my comment. Um, I'm sure it's probably pretty average. So, <laughs> thank you guys so You're much for tuning average. in. You're above average. We will see you back next week. Peace.